Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Everybody and welcome to an outdoor episode of the worst idea of all time, featuring myself, Timothy Andrew Bat, and also um, it's also me, and it's it's sunny. We haven't done one of these in a while. I actually think it might have been years since we've done one of these. We've certainly not done one. Um, I can't see the picture anymore. Why is no, that? The the the, went dark. the phone is saving its battery by darkening the screen. Why is that? It's in bright sunlight. It should be like, yo, check out how bright I can go. No, I can see, like I can see. And that I took power save. I can see off. that it's going, especially for us. But you don't need to worry about that if you're only listening to this. If you're on the Substack, you also don't need to worry about it because the video, as it's represented uh, in front of you, is is tippity top. <laughs> and we are, we're in um, a suburban Auckland neighbourhood, mm. and we've just watched um, Fast Five, Have we? or what? Asked Five, or Fast Ive, or whatever you want to call it, mm-hmm. or F Asked Ive, which I think I like, uh, for the second time. And I'm very happy to report, at least in my experience, the movie holds up. Holds Guy up loved to the it. expectations I had after the first screening. Guy loved it. It has not put any fear or dread in me towards seeing it again. Uh, truth be told, at one point I told Tim off for asking me a question about the plot. I said, you wouldn't do that to someone in the cinema, so don't do it to me. Yeah, Guy um, said earnestly at one point, he said, I like this movie. Yeah. That was That's a direct quote from Guy Montgomery. Second watching of Asked Ive. I like this movie. And that's, that's it's frankly, on the worst idea of all time, almost unheard of. Well, it's newsworthy. Um, it's a headline. Don't really know how you felt about it, Tim. You were a little bit more restless. You were fidgeting. I, you were well, dicking around. Yeah, you know, I've already seen the movie once, haven't I? But I also spotted a plot hole at the end so large, Dominic Toretto could drive his 1970 Dodge Charger through it. And that is, and yeah, I'm starting at the arse end of the flick. Well, you're, what you're, am I? 
you're starting as an asshole. There's no room for celebration here. Tim just wants to nitpick. And these are nits he's picking. And nits that it's not I'd like to add, you know, say there's a child with nits and one parent says, our boy's got nits. And the other parent says, I don't think our boy's got nits. To be fair, in that instance, you're always going to go with the parent who thinks they've got nits because if there's nits in their house, you've you got to know about it. What I'm saying is I don't, I don't believe that the nits are an issue. Here's the nit that I wish to pick at. The big sequence at the end of this flick, and it does drag a tiny bit, but not nearly as bad as some of the other film's final act set pieces. Tim, if that's rude, but yeah. They steal an entire ass bank vault in heist-like fashion, because they're like, how are we going to break into this bank vault? Damn near impossible. You know what we'll do? Think outside the box. Steal the box. So they do. They steal the box, and... The old switcheroo is the reveal at the end because they abandon the vault. They hand it off to Luke Hobbs. He says, you've got to leave the money here. Dom Toretto says, fine. Fine. So he opens the vault. The vault's empty. How did that happen? It's a goddamn magic trick. Then we do a classic heist movie trick where we go back in time and reveal what we, the viewers, were not privy to the first time around. Nor was, a, camera nor was Special Agent Hobbs. And it's the way it's filmed and represented, it's like he's piecing together what's happened for us to enjoy. That's it's like true. we're inside it's a revelation of his brain. For him. So what has happened is um, they managed to pull off a series of um, high-octane manoeuvres which gives them a head start of 10 seconds against all these cops that they're so fond of killing. And they do that. And, and we know it's a 10 second head start because my, Mia says, you guys got a 10 second uh, lead here. You better make it count. Yeah. And they do. It's revealed at the end because they switch their vault into a truck and then reattach an identical empty bank vault. Yeah. Which is the one that we see for the preceding half of the third act. But here's the thing. This is this dialogue between Dom and Brian. Brian getting all worried because Dom's changing the plan up and letting Brian, like, drive away. And Dom's going to deal with the cops and shit. And it's all presented in a fashion where Brian doesn't know that he's got a goddamn empty vault connected to his car. But he has to have because they did it together. There's no way that Dom did this. Like, it's connected to both their cars. We saw both of them drive it into the truck. I can't believe you don't have an issue with this. I, I just think they're using, they've been, you, you know, listening to police radio. They've got scanners and whatnot. And, you know, who's not to say the Brazilian police don't have access to their radio? They don't have to, like, act that good to each other, though. They can't be seen. They can just be hurt. It, it's, I don't like it. It's untidy. It's, it's, uh, seemingly. Don't you think, don't you think... I, I can't totally explain away, you know, this little this little issue you have with a film. But don't you think it's a triumph that, relative to other movies we've seen in this franchise and other screenings we've had of other films, that this is your issue? That it's yeah. like... It's, oh, un un undeniably. In the Fast and the Furious action heist movie, your yes. issue is with like a, 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 a plotting detail which has no real bearing on... Yeah. Yeah, no question, Guy. It, 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 it for, for this project and this franchise, it is a triumph. But it's still a plot hole. So I just wanted to fucking get that off my chest, really. Well, me Anything you want to get off your chest, guy? <laughs> no. I, I, Third nipple? No. I, I got 
You know, often when people have a third nipple, they got a fourth nipple because you know. I think we have like eight nipples in the womb. What are you talking about? Well, I think are you we, we, of dogs. We, no, we've got like sets of nipples, and and you think um, we've got eight nipples in the womb. I think we've got. Oh, I wonder if we should. Walking past the school now, and I, their parents on on school pickup. I do wonder if we should discuss nipples with quite such freedom. Yeah. Just for this little okay. moment. All right, I hear. All I'm saying though is I knew a guy. Yes. And he had four. He had four of them. And um, I've I've had pe- yeah I've had people in my life with four too actually. And they're, they're like four. and they're not asymmetrical. The second set are, are symmetrical, smaller, perfectly formed, smaller nipples beneath the the apex nipples. We'll call them. Right. I've got a weird memory of knowing someone who had one that was like in a wildly, like it wasn't on their chest at all. It wasn't even on their torso. But it kind of looked like, it. maybe it wasn't a nipple, it was just a th- you know, an it, extra it, thing that a, looked like a nipple, but it was like on their foot. It's an interesting idea to have one on the um, the elbow, like the weenus, because that's famously the, the elbow skin is like, elbow skin is insensitive. Mm. You can grab someone's elbow skin and you can twist it around and it doesn't actually hurt them. No nerves in there. But So if you had, you know, there's a lot of nerve endings on a nipple, if you had that there... Oh wouldn't wow! That, wouldn't that be an interesting contradiction in terms? So everything around it is dead, but then you've just got this little. I don't know, look, nubbin. I mean, you know more about science than me, but I just feel like we've got, we've true. got all these symmetrical nipples in the womb, and then they, I don't know what happens, they go. Yeah, see, well, I, I take issue with your original premise, talking about all these nipples we have in the womb, because is that true? Well, why do these people have four? Because every now and then the body just decides to do so something that you a little think different. You just think, a little mutation. You think these a little people mutation never hurt anyone? You think these people have grown extra nipples instead of failing to have shed the nipples the way that everyone else does? Correct. Yeah, absolutely. Is that not more remarkable? I well, I, remarkable or not is is sort of beside the what I was taking issue with. But now that you mention it, it's fucking cool. It's a cool thing to think, grow an extra think, nipple. Does that make them better than us? Anyone can not grow a body part or get rid of ones they've got. That's easy. Growing one that you don't typically have, shit's hard, man. Yeah, this is all because you said, is there anything you want to get off your chest and then yeah. do this stupid nipple. nipple gag. And I, what I wanted to say is, this is I want to get off my chest, but you, you were talking about Mia and she's sort of running control. She's on comms for the final mission. And it's, yeah. it's the Mia we've come to know across fasts six through nine is... Um, you know, she hasn't been totally sidelined. The death of Paul Walker Are means that... we walking too fast? Maybe we'll walk slower. I was quite enjoying the pace. Oh, sorry. Okay. Well, yep. So the mere... Yeah. I, walk, I, I often walk too fast, though. Same. I get told off. I do, too. Who do you get told off by? Uh, whoever I'm walking with at the time. Yeah. I've been told off by Zoe. Zoe tells you off? She had... Not often, but it's happened. What's she say? I've been walking too fast. You're walking too fast. Olive, Olive walks slow. Olive's a child guy. Yeah. You are six foot something. Yeah. Six foot some bitch. Yeah. <laughs> Son of a bitch in this movie. Mm. What what I'm trying to say is Mia is uh, traditionally either spoken of but not seen on screen. Or when she's on screen, she's often tending to more domestic elements of life. And at the start of this movie, we get to see her behind the wheel. Should we wrap this? Something's making a noise. I don't know what it is. Is it that guy? That's my guy. Is this anything? Do you know that there's nothing there's nothing you can say that'd take me away from my guy? <laughs> what I'm saying is to see Mia behind the wheel represents a very exciting uh, prospect because 
honestly, and this is, you know, a reflection of my own ignorance and perhaps, you know, bigotry, I hadn't thought of her as a, 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 a sort of a participant in the gang's, can you call them hijinks? Schemes, guy. I don't. I don't. Plots being, and plans. You're being too hard on yourself, brother. We've, had, we've been given no evidence thus far. No. So, but it, what it means is we're that going backwards. What it means we got four movies to look forward to. Where I reckon she's going to be driving. We know Mia as a as a mom. She's going to be thriving, thriving, driving, um, power sliding. She's going to be doing all the best driving shit. We're talking skids. We're talking handbrake turns, uh, and my personal favourite, the hill start. Do you think we're going to see her do a, do a, a hill, hill start and a and a stick? Yeah, I like stick. to think so. I like to think we'll see her do a hill start. Maybe we'll get to see her sitting her full licence. Which, if in, if you're in New Zealand, yes, you will have to. And you and it's in a, Do you know what's crazy in New Zealand? What? See your full licence. Yeah, in an auto. To get yeah, you can sit in an auto and you can drive either an automatic or a manual car. Is that rare? Like other countries do it. Well, it's just crazy to me because yeah, if, you sit, if you sit your full license in a manual, yes. you're going to have to do a hill start. If you sit in automatic, hmm. that's just not in the test. Yeah. And they assume you can do that when you're driving a manual. Yeah. It's fucked up, man. But here you're gonna we should to write a letter about it. Is it because you do your test in the car that's presumed to be the one you're going to drive around in? So it's like, well, if you've got an automatic, then fucking go with God. I guess so. I did my test in um What kind of car did you do it in? I did it in a bicycle. <laughs> did I did you? it in a not one of those tandems, but yeah. you know one of those like crocodile bikes where you sit side by side. Yep. It's kind and of the, car. the Four guy wheels. the person who was the sort of examiner yes. refused to pedal. And I said, What do you mean you're not gonna pedal? We're in this bike together and he said, When you're driving, you're not gonna have me to pedal for you. Man alive. Yeah. And you passed? Well, no. Oh, you didn't? You can't You can't sit a driver's license in a bike. Huh. They shouldn't have let me do it. That's bullshit, man. We should also write a different letter about that. We should. Let the people sit their license I on a crocodile say, bike, for I've always, God's sake. We're going this way. I've always liked this sculpture. Which one? Oh, the ship? Yeah. It's cool, eh? Yeah. Pastor T.L. Barrett wrote a song about this called Just Like a Ship. He was describing a sculpture of a ship. Which is a oh, we've got a car about to hit us. That's cool, that's cool. Uh, what other things did I enjoy about this movie? I'm so glad you asked, Tim. I thought that the Reyes, the, the actor who, who portrays the sort of... The big bad. Well, he's, he's kind of a more passive villain than what we've grown accustomed to. That's because true. If you think about, like, if, you, if you're working forwards the way that most fans of the franchise are, and you think about Shaw, who's yeah. who we've been dealing with for the last seven movies. Statham or the other one? No, before that. Um, can't remember the actor's name. Mm. You did know He's, it for a while there, though. Yeah, I did. That British man. Luke Evans, maybe? <laughs> Could be. Why uh, not? He's, like, he's blowing up London. He's blowing Statham, up. Statham's blowing shit up. Theron, mm -hmm. Theron... Charlize She's doing stuff Reyes is just A slimy Multi-millionaire Who's like Corrupting Rio de Janeiro I like it better this way Because that's what A real villain is They're in control of shit They're not In yeah. the muck and the mud And I actually it's, it, 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 le it lends itself to I think a greater realism Because mm -hmm. Not everything's being Blown up all the time We've got scenes of him Just being like It's all going wrong And 
he brains he brains someone yeah he brains one of his henchmen who uh who couldn't have really done anything to stop money being stolen yeah you actually observed something in that braining the guy ducks everybody yeah it's my second issue with the film today sloppy bit of stunt work is that you or me you i'm just trying to that's what i'm trying to figure out well you need to hold the cable man hold it like that if you would so just find a position hold it like that stopped it it might be the headphones though i don't know it's hard to tell so um potentially a very annoying uh record for our for our one libertarian because they'll be getting this too yeah 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 but who's to say because it's either the headphones in which case they won't hear it or that's the thing we can hear coming through on the mics so time will fucking tell won't it it does feel good to be outdoors yeah it's bloody nice you know we could we could actually find somewhere to park up for a moment yeah take a load off not this berm though take a shit no is there a more private sort of park um yeah yeah there's something around here surely we'll find something Find a little scenario. So I enjoy the performance of the actor whose Guy name I don't know. I enjoyed the performance. Uh, who plays Reyes, I think. Uh, he's, he's believable as a villain. I do have this thing, and mm. again, I think this reflects on my own ignorance of the world. Yeah. Where I favour foreign language performances, and I'm also a, a lighter... This is the thing. I'm a lighter critic on uh, foreign language films yes. because it's a lot harder for me to assess the acting performance in that I got, I've got less data. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I think have you talked about this before? I think I kind of love it. I love this theory of the case where you've sort of um, got the self-awareness to go. I'm going a little easy on these foreign flicks. I I, I think I am. And it also, do you know what it reflects? It reflects a um, an optimism or a supportive nature you have where you're giving the actors the benefit of the doubt. You're like, I don't, I can't accurately assess how good this is, so I'm going to assume the best. Well, I'm an ally. I'm an ally across the board. Is that um, allyship? Is allyship going to a French film during the film festival and going, I don't know, but I'm no. assuming they're doing a great job. You know, I um, I think so. I've, I've followed, obviously, the, the World Cup, the FIFA World Cup that's just been on. and um, Ooh, Dating the podcast there. Well, I know this is going to come out around the same time. And, uh, you know, I was supporting, true. I was slagging off, um, I was slagging off the players, you know, I'd like to say I was being just as rude to the woman playing football as I am to the men. You were sledging, and that not not at the stadium. I wouldn't sledge. You, that would, that's not even a. I don't know. Is that a thing you do in soccer? Do you sledge? I've only heard sl- like the word sledging associated with cricket. Yeah, well, cricket. It, it's it's because pl- because you get players standing in the same place for a These long beautiful time. Ducks, little mating pair. That's cute. Because in cricket you get players. It's, one, it's a rare sport in that the people are basically there's players who are stationary for long periods of time, and so uh-huh. it's it's more conversational, and you get more of an opportunity to try and get under the skin of some of the opposing players. And right, eh? Because you're kind of close to them, but it runs for so long that you get yeah. Their, like if someone if someone bats, if someone's batting, if they're in for two hours, and you're fielding in the slips, so you're sort of five or six meters from them, mm. you can start a conversation. I can't see shit on this phone. I can. The screen's gone all dark. I can see it. Maybe it's because I'm wearing sunnies. No, no, They're no. They're polarised. The, the, the screen up. has darkened, but I can see it. It's looking good. Okay. Don't worry about it. Uh, okay. I just think it's uh, it's a grounded action movie where all of the characters get a chance to shine. Mm-hmm. We also discover that this is the movie in which Dominic Toretto meets Roman and Tej. That's why. And at the same time that... I uh, didn't notice that the first go around. And in fact... O'Connor I got, meets Han. I got Guy 
to rewind the film because it's not there's not a big highlighter under it. I mean, I guess if you're a viewer and you watched from movie one, you know that these guys are new, but not Timbo and Guy Guy. It does make it interesting it's to new think for us. how the characters are introduced and you know what movies they share and how do they interact with each other and um, time gone by mm. or time time coming forward. Do you is time? Do you know this one? If you've got a meeting at two o'clock and it gets it gets um, brought forward by an hour. Twelve. Twelve. That's two hours. Oh wait, when did you say the meeting was? Two o'clock. Two, one. Yeah, mm. I'm with you. You yeah. know there are people who think that makes it three. Nah. Did you know that? I I, I I accept that those people exist, and I also accept that they're fucking wrong. Apparently, it's a reflection of how you think about time. Is it? Yeah. If time is, if you're moving through time. Yeah. Then it, uh, you, you think the meeting's at three because you're moving it forward. If time's mo- if time's moving through you, you can hold it for a bit. The meeting's at um at one. What, so are, you, what we, are you? And you're you're on team. I'm with you. I mean, team it, sensible. The thing for me is it doesn't matter about what your relationship to time is. It just doesn't make any fucking sense if you think the move if the meeting's gone backwards. <laughs> like it just it's just push back. Brought forward. I mean, it's pretty. You know, this is not complicated stuff. I would argue. No, it's not. You know what I mean? Like, if you if if you're getting told a meeting's being brought forward and you think it's an hour later than when it originally was scheduled, um, they need to fire you. Yeah, well, you got you got to get out of there. You're going to miss a lot of meetings. You're no good. You're going to miss a lot of meetings. You're going to spend a lot of time sitting in empty boardrooms. If you're in logistics and they're like, we need to. We need to um, bring our stock levels down by 50%. Suddenly you increase the wholesale orders by half because that's how you see the world. The yeah, business is in real trouble. Well, it's a reflection of you're how you fucking, think about... You're um, a liability. Orders. Do you think that orders <laughs> move you through <laughs> you or do you move through orders? We'll go over here, mate. Do you want to cross the road? Yeah, I do actually. Let's do it together. So we say. Hey, do you know what? Stop, do you know what? We could have kids watching this. Safe to cross. Oh, okay, nice. You got to do safe. Um, yeah. Street road crossing etiquette. Hey, this is a new park for me. I've never been in this park. Okay, well, there's actually a bit of a landmark coming up soon, which I I want us to get eyes on. Um, which I don't know if I've brought to your attention before, but uh, it's a particular letterbox that we've got coming oh. up on the left. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale, starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So, take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices 
down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I thought it was going to be like a house from a sitcom. Like I thought maybe we were near the outrageous fortune house. You thought this was like a star tour. With those star, those seem so illegal. To, I can't believe those are legal. A star to a house, and we walk past your house. I'd say that's where um, Tim Bat lives. The famous, yeah, Tim Bat. Would be suggested. Hey, look at that no. crazy window. Beautiful. That's a mirror, which is made to look like a thing. It's an optical illusion. Um, and this is a despicable me. Yeah. And what are they called you, again? I'll tell you something interesting about this letterbox is um, if the owners aren't home, you can put your dick in there. Oh. What are they called again? Blowjobs. I, I don't know minions. why. Because minions. It's more of a suck. <laughs> Do you want to get sucked off by a minion? No, I'm just saying you can. I'm just saying it's 2023 and minions can, you know, they can do what they like. As long as they're an adult and consenting age. How old do you think minions are? Just Old enough to suck and fuck. Use, okay. Not all of them. No. <laughs> the the bell curvers. I think that minion's got a job. Hey. Huh? That means he's got a job. It collects mail. That's true. It's most likely a grown-up. Yeah, that's Even true. saying most likely actually is incriminating. I, I really don't like the direction I've taken this riff in. So, the other thing that's missing from Fast and Furious 5 is... Please, please. Fast and Furious 5 was my father's name. Call me R. Stive. <laughs> Call me F. R. Stive. The problem with F. R. Stive <laughs> really reminded me of that riddle from... Um, uh, Die Hard 2. What's the riddle? I met a man, f- uh, what is that? On my way to St. Ives, I met a man with seven wives. Each wife had seven cats, each cat had seven kittens, each kitten had seven mittens, or something like that. Cats, cats, uh, cats, kittens, mittens, wives, how many travelling to St. Ives? And uh, the answer to the riddle is the phone number that he has to ring. And oh. he's on a strict timer or else... Maybe Samuel L. Jackson is going to get blown up with um, dynamite strapped to him? Oh, Samuel L. Jackson's a good guy in this movie? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's helping so Bruce that, Willis. This, is, this seems like a wasted Samuel L. Jackson role. Who's the villain? Um, oh, do you know what? I actually think it might be... It's not Rickman, is it? Yeah. Or is that just one? Maybe that's one and Maybe not that's two. that's one. He's fantastic yeah, one. in one, isn't he? Fuck, he's good. Han. Hans. Hans. God, he's good. But anyway, do you know the answer to the riddle? One? Yeah, you got it, baby. I thought so. There's nothing to suggest that all of these fucking add-ons are coming. Correct. That's it. It's, Although, a, it's a fucking bit under, of misdirection. Under pressure. Yes. With, see, with explosive you, strips, yeah, you're yeah, going, yeah. okay, what information have I got? What do I need? How do I do the math on this? It. You overthink it. You overshoot it. So you nice. don't dial one. You dial something else, and Samuel L. Jackson meets his untimely demise. And then you don't get snakes on a plane. I believe there's also um, a bit of that movie they had to update because he, uh, Bruce Willis is forced to wear a sandwich board with the N-word on it in traffic by one think? of the terrorists. What do you think about that? Um, Leave it in, take it out. Really got me in a corner here, guy. I kind of think take that out. Take it out. There's some stuff like... Um, 
I don't know. Wasn't there some stuff about Roald Dahl books? Roald Dahl books, yeah. There there were sensitivity readers who were going through those. There's some stuff where I'm probably showing my age and I'm like, well, leave it in and teach the historical context, but leave it in. That one I think we can do without. Probably. I don't think it's serving a great purpose and I think it's probably doing an undue amount of harm keeping that one in there. What if the villain made him wear the sandwich board to make them more hateable? Well, that's what happened. Bruce Willis didn't, I mean, the hero of Die Hard didn't do it of his own volition to enhance his heroism for the audience. <laughs> Who was watching it's Die Hard? It's a tough Hard. sell. Dads. We all were. Should we sit? It's a bit wet. Is it? You want to test it out? Is there a seat? Uh, on the other side. And off we go. Oh, I know where we are. Off we go. Off we bloody go. See that? See over there? That's where we are. Yeah. There's a fantastic um, playground. Yeah, there you is. Take, you take Remy there? Fucking, yeah. That's a great... It's all wood. It's all wood. You don't get a lot of that these days. Mm. There's another little one here. A lot of wood around the place. Wood womany, wood womany, wood, wood, woo-woo. Horrible. Hate it. So my issue is that there's not enough <laughs> real music in the movie. With the um, six, we got introduced to the concept of real songs being in this franchise. And then oh. they've given it to us and they've taken it away. Where are the fucking benches? Oh, there's one. Oh, yeah, there oh, it is. one? No, let's take that one because yeah, the other yeah, one's yeah, by the playground. Yeah, exactly. I don't, I don't want to. We've, we've actually, we've, we've done outdoor pods by a playground before, but it was a, it was while school was still in. It's not great. And as established. Do you know like, what I'd like to, I shouldn't be um, Russian nesting doling ideas within the outdoor podcast, but I'd love to see us get back to like a Kmart style environment. Do another one of those. Do you remember that? Season yeah, one? yeah. An American Kmart. What if we... Um, so many years ago now. Cross over here because it gets muddy up there. What if we took the pod to like, um, you know, obviously trying to Oof. trying to stay on topic. What if we went to like a very high-end... Um, uh, what are they called? An adult store? No. Oh. I mean, no. <laughs> like um, a car yard. Like, oh, but, I see. But you for want the something most relevant. expensive cars in, in Auckland. So, like, we're, luxury we're, cars you know, there's an element of jeopardy where it's like, we're going to get kicked out. But we'd say it's just marketing. I thought that me sitting down was going to, like, save my arm from having to I hold don't know, the thing. But, but now it is, because look at this. And then a hero comes this along. Is, oh, have you, <laughs> are you the hero? With the strength hero. to carry on. Mm. You want to hear my shining light, though? Yeah. It was the treatment that this film has of subtitles, captions. Okay. They have fun with them. They zoom in like a car. They drive in. Most um, Here's what happens with most captions. They just sort of fade in really quickly onto mm-hmm. the screen. Sometimes they don't even fade. They just appear. They're yeah. there. There's dialogue. you got to hear it. It's in a language you don't understand. Boom. There it is in a language you understand written down. A crazy concept when you think about it. Who was the first person to do that? Um, I guess silent films when you think about it. Yeah. Who was the first person to go, we don't need to have the captions occupy the entire screen. We can put it on top of the action that's happening. Justin Lin. And that's right. FR Stive. I just but like they, to go they back drive to the in, they drive in like cars, yeah. and then they kind of, sometimes they drive away or someone will walk over the top of them and they'll disappear behind them. Yeah. You don't see they that like, often walk, with they, the they like clear them, like an improviser clearing the stage at the end of a scene. Yeah. I just want to go back to your music point. Yes. We do hear the fast reprise, which is an instrumental break that is kind of annoying, that sort of appears at um, 
emotional or heightened moments of the I hate that. the universe. But we do also remember when Han and um, Giselle, Gal Gadot's character, they're trying to get a handprint because uh, Reyes's handprint is one of the only things that can unlock the vault. And they go to, I mean, we're in Rio de Janeiro for a whole movie. We don't even fucking touch sand. We genuinely do not. We don't get in the That's water. That's genuinely fucked. That's annoying. We should be on the beach like most of the time, and, and we should definitely hit the water once or twice. I don't want to sound like an entitled Fast and the Furious fan, but like when we get our butt girls, yeah. they're on they're on the road. Butt woman guy, Jesus Christ, <laughs> it's twenty twenty three. But people, yeah, I'll take it. But people can look like anything, Tim. I <laughs> uh, when we get our butt people, what do you desire? What do you not? What just, is not I just being satiated? See some, I just want to see some butt people on sand. I mean, it doesn't. Even we do be, get butt people on sand. That's the only time we get it. They're not on sand. We get butt well, people at the fucking drags when they're no, in no, the no, city. But no, you no, dumb no, no, fuck. No, hold on. When we're at the beach and Gal Gadot's in the bikini to yeah. get the handprint, there's a couple of butt women there. Nah, isn't there? They're like extras. Sanders in frame. There's one woman in particular I can remember. Actually, she's facing us. So I will take your point. All I'm saying <laughs> is... And admire it. Yeah. I mean, look, I just think if you're going to set I'll up... I'll put it in my admiration gun, load it up in a chamber and shoot it into my head. We get two shots of Christ the Redeemer. I mean, we know we're in Rio de Janeiro. Whenever I hear Rio de Janeiro, and I'm saying it wrong because I think about... I think it's from... It's from the day today, and uh, they have a sitcom contained in it. I, I know that. Set on a moving vehicle, and Alan Partridge. <laughs> I can't what it's called. It's called the Bureau. Bureau de Change. Yeah, it's set on a Bureau de Change. It is called the Bureau. You're right. And it's like he says, uh, "We're supposed to be running a Bureau de Change here, not some two two bit fucking circus." Pe- or yeah, yeah. It is. two dollar yeah, show ju- in no, Rio. Pu- punch and Judy show I in think. Rio de Janeiro. Because I think it's they get into a scrap or something. Yeah. Like. Anyway, but there's a none song. of that's relevant. There's a what, song. What when, is when Giselle? Oh, okay, yeah. Drops her top point. to go and uh, seduce Reyes and get his. I mean, this is a also. If you want to talk about plot holes, yes, this is a very thin. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's a point of technicality rather than a. You know, she goes to seduce him and sits next, sits on his lap actually, and he's obviously he's got wandering hands and he he puts a hand on her derriere, and um, then they return. They return the bikini bottoms to um <laughs> to Tish. Here's the problem. We've got a complete replica of the safe. This is one of the most secure safes on earth. That's a white heron. Beautiful fucking bird, eh? Look at that. I wonder if you got that. You could absolutely diagnose me with ADD just by listening to the podcast, I think. But we've got a complete replica of the safe and Tej is um, going to lengths to describe how impenetrable this thing is. And it's established in this movie that he is an expert in this realm of yeah. sort of breaking through security barriers and um, safes in particular. So he kind of goes through the stats of how much reinforced steel there is and the mechanisms that are preventing the door from being opened. And he seems to have cracked through all the different mechanisms except for the handprint. Um, which is Reyes's handprint, which they need to obtain. It's like, how the fuck do you get a, a crime lord yeah. in Brazil's handprint? I'll tell you how you do it. You throw a scandally clad Giselle at him. Yeah, scandally? Scantily. Yeah, sorry. Scantily no, clad. I liked it. 
It's a scandal how, how clean. And he, he will inevitably put his hand on cheese. her ass. Mm. And then you take the bikini bottoms home and you say, we got, we got the handprint. <laughs> it would be funny, actually, if they both thought it would work. And then, like, real-life physics intervened. They were like, are you guys stupid? <laughs> <laughs> you thought a handprint would just be perfectly captured on a piece of nylon? Yeah. That's on Gal Gadot's butt? Yeah, that's not going to work, and yeah. idiots. Yeah, and it wouldn't. Like, oh shit! <laughs> I, <there laughs> we do all that trouble for nothing. There are a lot of funny lines in this movie. It's well written. I'm trying to think of. I've got a I'll few. I'll give you one. I've got a few things I want to discuss before we finish. Oh yeah. You tell me the line, and then I'll give you three things I like. Santos and Leo are having a conversation about while they're doing the job. They've got to break through a wall in the toilet to tap a fiber optic line to get the camera feeds. And as they're walking in there, uh, I don't know which one's Leon, which one's Santos. They don't get a lot of, a ton of play in this movie. They're just sort of presented as a pair. And one of them says to the other, uh, one of them's real negative, and it's like a Bert and Ernie relationship that they've got. And the other one's telling them how negative they are all the time. And (laughs) there's such a long way to go for a line that now isn't that good. It's not bad, though. uh, um, You're so negative. You're always negative. You're so negative. I'm not negative. I'm just positive you're going to hit the wrong pipe. Yeah. So Blow up the wrong pipe. And this precedes the scene where they um, put a bunch of explosives in a, yeah. a toilet pipe mm-hmm. that blasts a police officer of the Brazilian police force, the Rio police force, while he's sitting on the can, gets a ton of someone else's raw sewage blast up his anus. What do you call if that? you can imagine a such fecal a fecal transplant. She tell me it's a real thing. Well, not in that. They do it differently, surgically. But but you, you were telling me that there is such a thing as a fecal transplant, and sometimes people have to swallow a bit of poo to help their microbiome. I once interviewed a guy who was all about this. He was a microbiologist for NASA, and he was right Why were you interviewing stuff. him? Um, it was when I had a, briefly did a podcast where I was just interviewing oh, all sorts of people. people yeah. yeah. Interviewed Jacinda Ardern, actually, on the first episode. I took it down when she became the PM because it felt like the right thing to do. Could you, what do you put it back up now she's gone? Yeah. It's not relevant anymore, is it? It's but New this Ze- guy... Isn't New Zealand small? Check this guy out, man. I'm trying to remember his name. He's got an interesting name, and I can't remember it, but he lives in California. You'll be able to find him. Worked for NASA, got bored at NASA, didn't have enough to do. <laughs> got but into he, shit. He got into shit in a big way. He had this condition which was like basically irritable bowel syndrome, and he had a theory on how he could cure himself. But all these like universities and medical institutions, uh, ethics boards wouldn't approve him experimenting. So he just did it to himself to prove a point. You so he, do, and that's why it really hurts because you're eating shit yourself. He did, you, well, he didn't. He didn't actually you do. No one else. He didn't do the fecal eating. transplant, but okay. he had fucked around in that zone. But he kind of bleached his body of as much of his own microbiome as he feasibly could, and had all these samples from his mate who was very healthy swabs from under his arm under his tongue introduced it into his body it flourished and he cured his IBS mm. and then got a taste for a food that his friend really liked really? yeah it's a nice detail at the end there yeah I like it and I'll call this my shining light Roman has a line in this movie where he says this just went from mission impossible to mission in freaking sanity <laughs> someone wrote it but past every edit, and it's a fucking credit to Tyrese Gibson because he sells the shit out of it. It's a funny line. He's got another line in this well, movie, which I'm not so sure about, where he says $11 million. It sounds like a lot of vaginal action. 
Vaginal activity. Vaginal activity. That's a crazy thing to say out loud. 2011. Yeah, it was a different time. Was it that different? That was only 12 years ago. We were around. <laughs> we were almost doing this podcast. We didn't know each other yet, though. Uh, no. Do you reckon we'd ever run into each... Do you ever think about that guy? Have we ever run into each other? At, like, um, a party or maybe even in Christchurch, like, past each other in a mall? Do you think if we'd, run, if we'd... Uh, I, you never say never. If we'd run into each other at a party when we were 18, mm. would we have forged a connection? I don't know. I really like... I don't think so, bud. Brian O'Connor's clothes. I think he's dressed like a... It's not exactly how I dress, but I, I just... He th- I think he looks good. He's always wearing a T-shirt and jeans and, like, Vans or just, like, regular person sneakers. And Vin's always wearing white pants and a fucking singlet. And I'm like... <laughs> that wasn't a singlet before. He's always gone in something and turned it into a singlet. Buy the singlet. I, I just think... Uh, he he doesn't like he doesn't dress like a regular person. It, it actually helps heighten the universe. It's like oh, we're sitting. This is set in the Fast and the Furious universe. Something about the way Brian O'Connor is like oh, and the Fast and the Furious universe is set on Earth. <laughs> it's really nice. Except nine when they go to space. Yeah, he's not there. Oh, and it's not set on Earth the whole time. Oh, yeah, you you're also right. He did pass the, away. Um, the other thing I like. And I think it's error specific. And it's only really in one scene. It's sort of at the back end of what I'd call the first act. Is um there's quite a lot of parkour in this film. <laughs> you did mention that. And the thing I like about parkour, and the thing I like about it in this movie is so much of this movie is set in a world that I um We're up, we're moving. That I I can't access or wouldn't do well in. You don't think you could do parkour? Well that's what I'm about to say. Oh. I never got into parkour. I remember going on a school camp and doing a lot of rock hopping with some friends. Mm -hmm. I think I could do parkour. And a lot of the parkour looks manageable. They're just running across rooftops in Rio de Janeiro. And I think I could make a lot of those jumps. And it's fun to watch the movie and think, I could do some of those jumps. Do you remember when... Parkour was fucking huge from for for a, two years. Look it up on YouTube if you, if you don't know moment. about it. Look at some YouTube cutdowns of parkour. It's fucking impressive. There was a moment where parkour was big, and then it went away. And then you struck me as a parkour guy. Casino Royale came in, and suddenly James Bond is doing parkour like five years after it was popular. Yeah, you reckon Daniel Craig saw a YouTube cutdown was like, I'm gonna teach myself how to do that, and then. He was like he, you know, because what I don't know what the production schedule of a Bond film is. But yes, they were probably filming it while it was on the way out, and he was like, "It'll stay, it'll hold. We're keeping the parkour in." And then it came out, and everyone was like, "What the fuck is he doing parkour for?" It looked for? cool. Yeah, he is I think cool. it worked. It was at the start of the movie, and everyone was like, "It's a brand new Bond," and now, motherfucker does parkour. Do you like parkour? Um, yeah, I love parkour. Mm. It's so cool seeing people flipping all around the place. You know, running over rooftops. We even see, I guess you'd call it parkour. We see Vin Diesel in The Rock, I guess more just running across roofs. And you said it when we watched today. You said these guys are too big for this. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're not the right body type for parkour at all. Because when you think parkour, you think a tiny Frenchman. A skinny little Frenchman. You kind of do. You kind of do. 
You don't think big, burly Dwayne The Rock Johnson and Vin, whatever his real name is, Diesel. Like, an interesting thing I've got in my mind, which is a sub-genre of YouTube, not a sub-genre, but just a a search, is I can't get these parkour cut-downs out of my head. I used to watch them. Also, like, people riding bikes through towns and villages, you know, really fast downhill biking through, like, a village. Whoa, I don't know if I've seen that. Like, a populated village? No, I don't know how they've done it. I don't know if people knew that they were going to be doing it. Mm Mm-hmm. It's probably where they got the idea for the Pixar movie Luca. I haven't seen Luca. I think Luca is about um, embracing your true self. With bikes. Well, Luca, nah, there's just, a, there's just a heavy bike through line. Well, I don't know. In some ways, I feel like this has been an incredibly boring episode of our podcast. Um, Are we about to stop? Yeah, I'm wrapping it up. Well, we're not even home. We're about to walk past Luca. I'm wrapping it up. This is embarrassing, actually. I'm going to end it. I felt cool doing this, but now we're going to My rating is... I'm going to give it 3.5 out of um, f- five. And now rank the episode. In the bin. I'm going to give this out of 100. I'm going to give this episode 37%. That's a low ranking. Yep. You wouldn't watch that if it's headed on Rotten Tomatoes. We've I'm had some peelers. Can you please give me your ranking for both the movie and the episode? I'm going to do the episode first. I know what you're saying, but I, it's also felt quite relaxing. Maybe that's because we've been walking. Yep. That's kind of how people... I, I listen to podcasts while walking. Mm-hmm. It's given us quite a nice relaxed sort of tone. Sure, 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 Maybe sure. Maybe just a lack of urgency. But in terms of the year to put a hard sort of number or, or maybe a letter rating on it, like you would a okay, exam. I'll rate, I'll rate it A through A through Z. Oh wow, okay, not like to F or something. Nah. Okay. H. Is so A I, best? Yeah. Okay. So it's on the good side of the equation. And now the film. It's eight out of twenty six. Goodbye, everybody. No, no, no. That's that's what H is. Oh, is okay. And now the film. Five out of five. It's a fucking good film. Oh, it's really... It's feeding time at the zoo here. Let's see, everybody. Look at this.